1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um we were joined by... Who were we joined by? It's a very good question. Stan Collymore. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a, never forget a, a bit it. of a blur. <laughs> I know Stan was on good form. We had a, he was, a really? bit of a VAR rant. I mean, you know, so yeah. easy to do that at the moment. But Stan had an interesting take on it. So we brought you that. Martin Kellner. Um joined us. He looked at uh, a bit of sport on TV, including the big Louis Theroux-Anthony Joshua interview this week. Um, we had a chat. The listeners got involved. Yeah, we had, really. us a call. We yeah, had some, some good emails French and cricketers. Yeah, some good French cricketers. Thank you for all of those. And I think, well, I think that should do you, really. Definitely. So here it all is. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. Good
2: afternoon, Andy. Afternoon, Paul. And we, before we go on to Var and some ideas, thoughts I've had and your ideas, uh, I love it when people bring things back to sport. And this yeah. is a story about David Beckham. Then, if you saw this morning, he's uh, he signed a big money deal to advertise Nespresso. Yeah. And it said here he joins Hollywood actor George Clooney, sixty-two, on Nespresso's books. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real football expression. Do you think they have they? books? I don't think they have books at all. Yeah. Yeah. He says he's always loved Nespresso coffee. Of course, you have. I was just wondering whether the, the,
1: the ideal player they should espresso should have brought in was the old um, Bradford fullback,
2: Cess Pod.
3: <laughs> what
2: do you think? Shouldn't well, they be signing really him up? should really they get him on his books? Well, I'm not sure they could, but there we go. Yeah. And, is and' still with us? I think oh, he is. is. he? Oh, well, I hope so. Yeah, he's so. very much still with us. Oh, good. Well, yeah, sign him is. up then. And I was looking through the list of names that uh, were admitted as fellows of the Royal Society of Chemistry. I thought yeah. you would be interested in this. And one of them is a, a chap called Neil Mankad. Congratulations oh. to him. I don't know if he deliberately <laughs> smashed someone else's test tube when they weren't looking. <laughs> <laughs> that's very <laughs> good. Not really. In the spirit of chemistry, is it (laughs) really? really.
1: Very poor.
2: So, anyway, as
1: I said, talk sport heartland. Sometimes we put out a little cool subject, cool topic, and emails, texts, and tweets that I feel is very much. Talk Sport Heartland. Not that I'm making value judgments about you, the listener, but I'm thinking quite a lot of you based on you know what we've received from you. have done a little bit of this before. Um, it comes from Strictly Come Dancing, yeah. and a story today suggesting that audience members smuggle booze into the studio in water bottles to get mm. them through what is a punishing record. It is. It's like a Scorsese film, an uncut. It's like a director's cut Scorsese no, no, movie. No, but a it? few
2: years ago, Sue and her friend went and it's such a long. She loved it, but it's such a yeah. long evening. You, can they you don't go let you. Rel- they you don't can't go, you go to the toilet. No, you can't go to the toilet. I mean,
1: looking at the average age of quite a lot of the audience I members, I can only imagine. <laughs> she said to me last night. They must have to send the cleaning team in <laughs> afterwards, don't they? <laughs> they probably do it. You said it's about. They let them. Like, apparently, you get a break between the the proper show finishing and the Sunday night I show being so. recorded. Yeah, I think that's. Sorry true. if
2: I've spoiled that for you.
1: <laughs> they don't all come back on Sunday for forty five no, minutes. No, they've
2: got to go off and get changed and everything. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, yeah. you probably are allowed out. Imagine then. that. Imagine the queues but though. She, but she absolutely loved it. She said People to me last going in night. The street. Can you know? Can you? Because she knows I know Anton de agent. So she says, "Oh, me, well, hello, love." Well, you know, I'm a big friend of Anton's. <laughs> no, agent. I'm not. A big I can, fr- I a can, can
1: I can agent. make things His happen agent. for you. Yeah, Stick
2: she, with me. She, I know Anton's <laughs> agent. <laughs> Great, she, she got me the tickets last time. Yeah, so she says to me, "Can I?" Said, "Look, now, she said, then you come. You, I'm sure you'd really love it.' Yeah. i been I said to her, "I don't think you so, can't not really. You can't. And I, I, honestly, and you, you can't out, go that long without finding a toilet. A you'd panic. You'd panic, you panic. You panic, and I also worked out why I couldn't go. Yeah. It's because I've got this sort of reflex thing when Tess Daly mm. does her thing. When she's sort of, when it, the they, they of, go back to, they, they after go back to, and she goes, and I can't stop doing it. So I'd be in the crowd. Tess would be going." And you'd hear me in the crowd going, oh, so I'd get thrown <laughs> like out the mating call of something from Planet Earth Three.
1: Sounds great, <laughs> it's a bit silly, isn't it? That sounds it a bit
2: silly. It is a bit.
1: Silly. But you reckon you've stopped her doing it because reason it was. No, that- no, she's gone back. I'd not doing noticed it. it, but it was the point where the dancers come across after they've danced before mm. the judges say their thing,
2: and yeah, she goes. It's because there's a lot of applause and there's a- and they're live, and she's trying to get them to come over, so there isn't too much. Gap and that manifests itself in what? Ah, oh, oh, well okay. done. Oh, appeared, you know, right. but it's it's basically a noise. Did she do any rugby league
1: commentary? <laughs> I don't think
2: so. Yeah, <laughs> one listener uh, recognised it as well, but no one else has seen. Uh, a little bit of news in on the Tottenham front, as expected.
1: Oh, yeah. In light some of the stories this morning, Um Ange Postecoglou was chatting to the press. We'll bring you some of that a little bit later on. We'll mm. chat to. Stan about injuries yeah. uh, and the, the kind of mood in the camp when senior mm. players get injuries not just happening at Spurs happening in lots of clubs Newcastle pretty decimated at the moment your club probably is too um, but yeah confirmation by and's post- Ange Posta that Mickey van der Ven uh, that hamstring injury will keep him out of action until the new year James Madison uh, also won't be back until 2024
2: It doesn't do uh, and we've seen with Reese James when you get a bad hamstring and you're a quick player it takes you quite a long time to trust your body again so It's a blow, that.
1: Postacoglu says Mickey has a significant um, mm. hamstring injury. Without putting a firm timeline on it, they say, could be a couple of months. Similar with Madders, he says. Got quite a significant ankle injury the other night and was sent for scans. That wasn't great, so he'll be out for a period of time, probably into the new year for him as well. <sighs> Richarlison has had surgery, says Postacoglu. He's battled through pretty much for the whole season, um, but they think about four weeks for him,
2: so, yeah, it's a lot of blows. So, a big opportunity for Brennan Johnson, anyway. Yeah,
1: Ben um, Davis is back tomorrow, so he could be in the mix.
2: I noticed the other night that uh, Copenhagen in that very interesting game actually. They had a defender called Bavro. Yeah, I just had the thought. It'd be great if his first name was Dobby, (laughs) Dobby (laughs) Bavro. It's how you watch football, Andy. Surely you should. That's my note. Yeah, just
1: from a whole game of football.
2: (laughs) Oh, I have a lot more from that game. Dobby (laughs) Bavro.
1: Well, that's the title of today's podcast, anyway. So we're interested about these things Mm. that you have smuggled booze into. Don't get on your high horse and say, "Oh, that's a bit much." What do you take me for? Mm. You know, you've done it. Practically more than once. Mm. So where was it, I and mean, in what? I, I bet I bet somewhere out there, though, no, in the talk Sport mm. heartland, there's a there's a nativity, there's a kids nativity play. Someone's taken a hip flask
4: to well, it. the Christmas was. I, I got a hip
2: flask into the hotel at Cheltenham this year because I had a particularly nice bottle of whiskey at home. Right. So I'd order one single from them and then I'd top myself up with a nice one. Well, oh, and you stingy, kept it you in your handbag, hand did you? Very stingy, that, really. I don't know why I've just admitted that. Very, great, <laughs> isn't it? OK, fantastic. <laughs> so um,
1: if what did you smuggle uh, booze into, a Strictly Come Dancing? Hmm. So, uh, yes, what's this come? Simon uh, in Ipswich says, Does Anton's agent... No, uh, a striker for Chelsea. Andy, she probably does. <laughs> she probably yeah, does yeah, she's, yeah, she's in football. She, she as well. knows a lot about football. Yeah, she does. Um, so, what else we got for you? So, yeah, yeah, let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to TS H and J. You may be quite embarrassed and ashamed about it now, but just get it out there in the open. You might feel a bit better. Where did you smuggle booze are we, into? Are we
2: doing French cricket? We are.
1: Ooh, yeah, this yeah. is because there's been a story in the world of French cricket. We may be chatting mm. about. At some point, but it seems that um, the French. It's, this is not the world of French cricket, the one without stumps. This mm. is the, the France cricket, if you like. Mm. there's an accusation that they made up games of women's football to get funding from the ICC, mm. games that were not played. Uh, mm. I, I, I don't quite know. This, this is a, a, an allegation. So um, we we was, Andy immediately said, "What? Well, come on, let's no, please, it's Friday. Let's have <laughs> your French cricketers. Yeah, those ones that will basically turn Ali McQuest into." we want we want ones as good as that if you can oh, yeah. come and exactly. he came up with nasa hussein yeah. which is the same name unless you see it written down <laughs> exactly and Seine is the river Sain. nathan so that really- leon Nathan Leon, that's not bad. Mitch Marche. Yeah, the other one doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Uh, I came up with Harold (laughs) (laughs) Oola Larwood. That's good. uh, Ian Ross Beefy Botham. And. um, You used to work with
2: Dijon Arla, which I thought was really good. I went with PSG Grace. PSG Grace, kind of works. Anyway,
1: we're (laughs) after. It's Friday, so you can bring in games. French cricketers. Uh, Along with, as we said, uh, things you smuggle booze into. Disgraceful. Um, Plus, what else are we looking for? Oh, yeah, this was a letter to the Telegraph today. Um, Where's it gone? It's from Peter Boxall in Haddenham in Bucks. Hmm. Peter says, The ongoing debate as to whether to scrap VAR has got it all wrong. Technology is the way forward. What is needed is the scrapping of on-field referees. I mean, what do they do? Pick up the match ball from a plinth, a robot could do that, blow their whistle at start and end each half, a klaxon could do that, various sounds could be used to alert the players of an infringement, even a device could deflate the ball remotely when play needs to be stopped. He then says, OK, a few things need to be ironed out, but in principle... I think it's a goer, mm. so I think you've got a point. We've reached, I mean, ultimately, David Ellery and uh, Pierluigi Kalina mm. their egos are so massive they would love to be the only referees left on earth. Mm. So uh, let's let's right. let's try and do away with referees this afternoon. If you've got any other theories and we can add those to Peter Boxall's, then feel free. Talksport. dot com text eight hundred eighty nine. Tweet TS Agent J, O three seven one seven double two double three double four. Well, let Stockley Park run it. We don't need referees. <laughs> Yeah, Paul Rifle you... Tower, beautiful Bob in that's our bro. That's very good, Bob. Thank you. You've kicked us off. <laughs> All right then, do your worst. That's excellent. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Cans Williamson says Gaz, the Leeds fan. Uh, Alvin Chiran says Lee in Manchester. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's quite good, yeah. Um Ali Alicott says Craig <laughs> the Gooner Brett Bree, Rich the Villa fan. Uh, Mitchell Stark de Triumph. That's good. You like that? I Alan like Bordeaux. It. Monte Carlo <laughs> Panasar, says Kevin Liverpool. Alan Bordeaux. Viv Ricard says Hugh. <laughs> uh, what else? Bruce French. Oh, he had to. Eat. Yes, Ranger Ian. Well done. Uh, Graham Gauche. Michael uh, <laughs> uh, uh Michael Carberry.
2: Very nice. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, That's from nice, Timmy. Yeah. <laughs> Phil
1: French Mustard. There we are. Thank you, Ralph. Um, Claude Monet Panassar. Not so sure, Dan. Thank you, though. Uh, Monet, Ber- Monet,
2: Be- Monet Panassar. <laughs> Beret Richard.
1: Beret Richard says Graham in Worthing. Nearly there. <laughs> the Great Church. Uh, Sane Warne, Chris in Kent. Dunkirkly Ambrose is quite good. <laughs> Graham Onions, of course. Um, Peugeot Root. Fill in Liverpool. We're getting there, we're getting there. And look, that'll do for now. Uh, Keep them coming, though. We've got some very good ones. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Andy Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. You've been telling us a few tales. There's a story today Mm. saying that apparently some people who go into the Strictly Come Dancing audience knowing they're in for a long haul, because it's a long record, apparently, um, they've been smuggling booze in in water bottles to to fortify them throughout it. So uh, being very much a Talk Sport heartland uh, subject, we thought we would ask you those things you've smuggled booze into. Uh, I once smuggled a rucksack full of cans of lager into the open at Royal Birkdale. To avoid the bag search, we emptied out tubes of Pringles and hid two cans inside each one. Oh, Top goodness. tips for you today, <laughs> really Talk sport listeners. They fit perfectly in our... Tingles uh, <laughs> has now become uh, legendary, says Andy in Rochdale. Andy, That's what cute. about that? If you come away with nothing <clears throat> else from this show today, you've certainly come away with that. Mm. This is a cosmic one from Neil uh, in Liverpool. Went to a country-themed wedding as Japan. Everyone else was in Gingham. Smuggled a mm. box of wine in a Pikachu doll. <laughs> Why would you have
2: to like... smuggle a box of wine to a party? Well, i, I don't drink there. I don't know.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe it was, it was temperance. Society, yeah,
2: temperance. Maybe society. it was
1: temperance. I don't know. <laughs> John is a Manchester United fan. Good afternoon, John.
3: Uh, good afternoon, boys. Are you well? Yeah, we're well, not so yes, bad, John. True.
1: Yeah. So, what, what's your story along these lines?
3: It's—it's <laughs> it's like a reverse one, to be honest. Mm. My mum, uh, bless her, she's—well, shes uh, she has gone now. She's died, and um, she used to work at one of the major hotels in Manchester, mm. and. Uh, what used to happen, she used to do all the big do, the Anglo-American boxing club nights and all the do's and the Irish abroad and all the big parties going on. And she'd be waiting on there, doing them all. People, obviously, were getting a bit larry eyed and stuff like that. And they'd order a bottle of wine, maybe take a glass of it out or even half a glass. Can't drink it. Then they'd go home, leaving it. She'd just re it and bring it home. Oh, so, be- beautiful. <laughs> and you were talking... We, we sat down I had a friend who was a bank manager um, and he would be coming down. We were having a meal and we worked out that we had about 235 quid's worth of booze. <laughs>
2: <Nice>. <laughs> it
3: cost us nothing. Yeah. It was brilliant. And, but, and she used to do the same as you did. She used to go to a party, family parties, whatever, and take a bottle of vodka with her. Bless yeah,
1: her. Yeah, is it that's why I was a bit shocked to hear Andy took one in his handbag to Cheltenham this year. He kept that one yeah, quiet. Did, yeah. I just went back then the bank manager comes round, you've got two hundred and thirty five quids worth of wine back in the day. <laughs> and if you ask him for a loan, he's gonna say, Well, doesn't look like you need one. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to get him drunk so we could get one who's <laughs> a bank manager around for dinner do they That's do that? not. well they used to in the old days they <laughs> certainly used to in things like Terry and June not, not yeah. now they don't do how they. you feeling John about Manchester United about Ratcliffe mm-hmm. coming in you excited about the prospect of that
3: I'm, I'm not do you know I was only, I've was. i just been talking to a customer and I've just said to do you know when I was I was in the ground when Dennis Law did that back heel mm. and they went down and for about a week I was a bit I was gutted to be mm. honest but I feel so despondent at the moment with this, I can't get my head round it. And the people now who we were storming out when Newcastle went 2-0 up the other night, yeah. they were going, These people have never seen bad times and that's the problem I think. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's uh, but I think it's a sec I think it's a second season uh, syndrome with him. Yeah. You know, when he gets some of the dead wood out, still we've still got something that gets shut off. Uh, things might look round. I mean, one or two things I can't believe he bought like Mount. Yeah. What the hell he bought him for? God only knows. It's Strange, Andy, because uh, you saw
1: a lot of Mount, and I've always there's been mm. times I've been really impressed. I mean, the, you think they're playing him in the wrong place, Andy? I think you? they're
2: playing him in the wrong position, but I also think he's not the same player. I don't know what's happened to him. He was brilliant no, at Chelsea, but he he's, he he's uh, not the last he wasn't season. The same, yeah,
3: but,
2: yeah, he was. But he he was, wasn't. Yeah,
3: he wasn't the same back in the Chelsea, was no, he?
1: No, no. Is that yeah, one no. of the reasons they let him no. go? I guess. Yeah. Mm. Well, look, uh, uh, apparently he's going to have a bit of an overhaul, Jim Ratcliffe, so keep your fingers crossed. Cheers, John. Thanks for your call. Have a good weekend. All the best. Bye. Nice weekend. Take care. There's John, the Manchester United fan there. 03717 dot uh, Talksport.com. Text 81089. Tweet tsh and J. I got invited to a wedding years ago at a very expensive venue, so I borrowed my granddad's hip flask and a bottle of whiskey. He didn't get the whiskey back, he said. And we just bought a glass of Coke all night and I put my own shot in. That's what's called now an Andy Jacobs. <laughs> oh, thing see. in Shrewsbury. Yeah, yeah, it
2: is. He kept that quiet. I did, I shouldn't have admitted uh, that.
1: French cricketers. This is the world of French cricket where apparently in France, they were uh, coming up with uh, non-cricketing uh, fixtures mm to get funding for women's cricket in France out the ICC. These are the allegations. I, I, I can't stand them up or not, but this is what's been alleged over in France. And we were looking for some French cricketers. Uh, Quinton de Van, says uh, Ollie the Leicester <laughs> fan. Uh, Bob in Broth is back. He good. says, I'll stop now, but before I do... David Milan Rouge. Oh, come on. He's on form today. <laughs> You've really got to give him on that. Form, I know he's yeah. a busy man over the weekend, <laughs> yeah. but he's, he's coming out for us today. Do
2: you want a bit of political satire? I, I'll
1: give you one more All of these, because right. you're like this. Uh, you, Tony Boulangerie, and you're thinking, what's that? And he said, well, instead of Tony Greggs. Well done. <laughs> well done, uh, <laughs> Warren Greg, though, from really? uh, Bolton. <laughs> I know it was, but you know, he's, he said he was stretching it. Yeah, Thank no, it's good much. though. It's yeah. fair enough. Really. So
2: a bit of what, Andy? Political satire. Yeah, oh yeah. Did you see Dominic Cummings posted a Picture himself after an emergency eye operation on Couldn't Wednesday. Could make it up, could you? No, I think Rassi could test it out with a drive to Barnard Castle. Yes, which could. You're probably not the first person yeah, to say not, that. Probably not, but yeah. I thought I'd get it in before. Have I got time um,
1: to say Angus Fromage Frazier <laughs> You
4: have.
1: Uh, I've just said it, and he didn't put their name on that, which is daft. Um, so yeah, go on, keep those that coming. That
2: story about people going to Abbey Road Station in East London rather than Abbey Road Beatles fans. Mm. Did
4: you see that? They
2: story? did what? Sir, I missed it. They did what? Basically, people, baffled Beatles fans, need a little help to find the band's famous Abbey Road zebra crossing. Yeah. Many are buying a ticket to ride, oh, very good, 10 miles out of their way. Oh, no. Yes, blah, blah, blah. Hundreds of day trippers hoping to recreate the image in selfies have been turning up at Abbey Road DLR station in Newham. And saying, Where's the crossing? But I love this quote. Yesterday, one frustrated fan reckoned, I thought it was strange the studio was this far out of London, but I saw the stop and assumed it was the right place. I've come here with my family, but now we have to make another journey to the right stop. No, it didn't happen. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs>
1: Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. We're going to get uh, the thoughts of Stan Collymore. We're going to look at all the games in the Premier League this weekend and get his predictions for them. Uh, three of them will be in the Falls panel. Just a reminder, if you want to take part, represent the TalkSport listeners, take on the commentator, Nigel Adley, Stan and us to win some points for uh, the TalkSport fan base. The panel beaters, uh, Wolves versus Spurs, Arsenal-Burnley, Chelsea versus Manchester City, 03717223344. That's 03717223344. Call us now. We'll get back to you at around quarter to three and uh, you can give us your considered opinion on those matches. I'll say we'll look at all the others and Stan will give us a Mm scoreline and look at some other talking points of the day. Um, But before all of that, uh, we're going to have a chat with Jeff, who I think is a Hearts fan. He joins us now. Good afternoon, Jeff. Good afternoon. We've been telling the listeners that apparently uh, uh, people have been smuggling booze into Strictly Come Dancing because it's a long old night and uh, water wasn't sustaining mm. them. So you've got a story along those
4: lines? Sort of a threefold story, yes. Mm. Uh, first of all, mm. 1998 at the Ocean Colour Scene concert oh, at yeah. Stirling Castle, mm. we went in with the local landlord, uh, as a sort of group, and she brought out oranges that had been injected with vodka. Oh, yeah, I've heard of <laughs> it's that very, before. Yeah, it's very very ingenious. Very devious. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, the second part of it is, and I can't give you too much detail because we still do this. Oh, okay. Some, oh, some of the band mm. um, have got access to colostomy bags. Oh, and you put spirits into colostomy bags and sneak them into competitions in which we compete in.
1: Okay, that's—I uh, mean—that's an optic. Sure that, that's well. an optic alternative and a half, <laughs> yeah, isn't it?
4: Really? We wouldn't want to take the blue balls in. That's for your... sure. Yes, yeah. And finally, what's the other one of the three? Um, and a spare drum that we have, mm-hmm. we can conceal eight to eight cans of lager. Wow. So when they so
1: when they see the drummer, think, blimey, that bass drum, what's so it made big, out of? Lead, bit <laughs> <laughs>
4: tinny sound. <laughs> no it's a different one. Those two, <laughs> fantastic,
1: nice one, uh, Jeff. All the best. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much. There we are. There's yeah. uh, Jeff, the Hearts fan. Yes. A bit dark, wasn't it? The middle right, one. Slightly, keep it yeah. light, like Jeff. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're better to go than pens for a smuggling story. Nick, the Plymouth <laughs> fan. My <laughs> wife and I smuggled gin and tonics into our daughter's nativity, which was held in the local church. We uh, we smuggled them in our keep warm coffee flasks. I suppose if it's you know if it's got a bit mm. of coffee if you've livened up a coffee that's just but I mean a nativity. Mm. Blimey. So the other parents just thought we were on the coffee. Nick, how, that's shameful, mate, but I did expect one of those. So Definitely. keep those
2: coming. Now, uh, Ali Ross has a very funny column, uh, part of his column on uh, his TV page on in The Sun on Fridays, and he has a section called Unexpected Morons in the Bagging Area. It's yes. basically daft questions on quizzes, or not daft, daft answers to questions on quizzes. Mm-hmm. And he has a sort of standard that he tests it by, basically, if I... C- can Get the question, then it's good enough. Right. But there's one in here, I just don't get it. I, it says, The Chase, Bradley Walsh. Yes. The Yorkshire town of Beverly is named after what amphibious rodents? And Ryan says, Toads. But what's the answer? <laughs> I didn't get no. it. I, I said, They're going, I, I, Sorry, I don't know what the answer is either. <laughs>
1: I've got, I've got, um, I've got. I don't know. I don't know know what the answer is. Maybe I'm one of those morons in the backing area. I mean, the listeners know. Maybe it's staring us in the face. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/host.
5: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing.
2: Time to look ahead to
1: the Premier League weekend and more in the company of uh, former Liverpool Forest Aston Villa striker Stan Collymore. Good afternoon, Stan. Gentlemen, how are we? Yeah, we're You're not good. too bad, Stan. We're not too bad. Andy has a theory on the world of VAR. I wanted to make
2: a serious point about VAR. Go on, give us the theory, no, Andy. I've got, I've got to take this lot off. Andy has found an
1: Einstein wig in the office and some fake glasses <laughs> oh, that he's God. been wearing for the uh, YouTube audience. but He uh, can't, can't make a serious <laughs> I point I can't make in a that. serious
2: point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's been so much stuff. I wanted to run this past you, Stan. There's been so much stuff about VAR, and it, it's becoming detrimental to our sport. There's no question about that. And it, I just want... I've thinking, everybody says oh it'll never end they they they're too in love with it there's too much it's too much invested in it but for me I, I can only see one way this ends and that is if the popularity of sport the the sport on tv drops you know that that's the only thing they'll care about the, the money the bottom line less eyes on the game because really it's i think it's ruining the the sport it's just not so i heard of a young person said i'm not i'm not watching telly anymore i'm not watching football on telly anymore there's no point you know, yeah, so... I
5: mean, I, I remember Adrian Durham saying seven or eight years ago that he thought it was a bad idea, and and I was one of the ones who's going, "Come on, age, stop mm. being a curmudgeon. You get ninety nine point three percent of um of decisions right instead of the current ninety eight point nine, and we all, I guess, the the people that were for VAR on the back of things like matter of fact, ball crosses the line. We we're in Rustenburg. We we're doing comms. England against Germany, Lampard the yeah, ball well. blatantly goes, on. and then it was on the back of that. So the debate really started to push forward. Then I think it was the uh, the MLS, and I think that the Dutch leagues sort of trialed it for a season, and the and the anecdotal evidence was very good. I remember turning up to Goodison Park and doing a, a a UEFA Cup game. That's how long ago it was, and talking to the guys in the TV truck, and they said, "Stan, we can get this turned round in thirty seconds." into the ear of the referee, it won't have a significant impact on um, the game. It has. We all go to games now and fans kind of like mooted celebration when the ball's gone in the back of the net. Everybody looks over to the ref. Everybody looks over to that silly little box on the, on the, on the side of the pitch. And I think that we've got to the stage whereby that 30 seconds where we'd have all swallowed it and said, well, even if you make poor decisions, people in the VAR box, they're human beings. And anybody that thinks that three or four or five or ten or fifteen people in a in the VAR box are going to make less poor decisions than two or three or one on the pitch is nonsense because they're human beings. But I think that when you start to get into messing with the 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 inbuilt integrity of a sport, and that means the fans' spontaneity, the players' spontaneity, the referees. Um, not thinking about the first phase of play play 15, 20 seconds ago, they think they're watching everything, is that I think that VAR has not only um, made the game a poorer watch, but I think that referees' uh, tools have been blunted. I think players now are almost aghast at some of the decisions that are made. And the quicker that we can get rid of it, It doesn't take five minutes for FIFA, for IFAB, for UEFA, for the zonal organisations, for the Premier League to turn around and say, we gave it a really good go. And yes, in some countries, it works better than others. Um, In some tournaments, it works better than others. But you know what? We're going to invest a shed load of money to have better referees. Players that are coming out of the game that don't quite make it at Premier League level or EFL level, they can have an opportunity to be fast-tracked, to be referees. We're going to make them younger, better, more switched on, and we're going to get our game back. Because at the moment we're all watching and pouring over decisions that are ludicrous yeah. and that can only have a damaging um, and detrimental impact on our sport. Yeah. yeah. It just it's it's like going to
2: take a world cup dropping TV figures for me or yeah. Euro European championship, just, but also the handball rule. Let's just go back the to worst. the
5: It's the that. worst. Well, it's like, me, me, I was sat in the pub with my mate the other day and we, we had a catch up. They're all Wolves fans and I'm the only Villa fan. There's five of them. So they're all talking about how good or bad Wolves are on any given week. And it's like, it's just ridiculous. It's like first it's, you know, it's your it's your elbow and then it's up to the shirt. And then it, it's this constant changing in which leads people. And you might have heard Neil Warnock's comments the other day and they were barbed and they were deliberate. And I think that if that was a Pep Guardiola or a Jurgen Klopp that would have said them, uh, it would have been the front and back page of every newspaper. And that was, do referees understand the sport that they're refereeing. Hmm. Do, is it time to get people that have an, an understanding what handball is and why it's called handball and where it should come from? And when you're watching it in real time, somebody with their arm of slightly to their body, but sticking the left hand out and the body's leaning towards the ball, handball, as opposed to it being shot at, out of a cannon two yards away. And it can't be handball, really, because it's hmm. not deliberate. deliberate. Likewise, using your arms for leverage, As a former striker, you have to jump with something. You can't jump three foot in the air just by using your legs. So all of these things need to come into the basket. I think that we need to, whether it be radio, whether it be television, keep having honest debate about it. And I think that you've hit the nail on the head, really, Andy, is that when fans watch big competitions and tournaments and they don't like what they see, they tend to vote with their feet. And I'm sure FIFA, UEFA, zonal organisations in the Premier League are watching closely. Yeah, Mm,
1: you'd like to think so. Uh, But the trouble is, Stan, when you make that point about the referees (laughs) and whether they understand it, they have the laws they have to adhere to and they're set by IFAB. And it's IFAB that ruined it by tying the handball laws in knots. And all the refs can do, all the officials Mm. can do, is
2: carry those out within, you know... It's the same with offside. You know, just make it feet. That's it. Feet only. Forget it. If the feet are, uh, are onside... You're on uh, Just a simplification
1: of the whole process. Yeah, stripping yeah. it down, look at how complicated they've made so many of these laws and tied themselves in knots where they try and deal with one aspect of it they've got wrong by making another misstep. That the
5: thing been the is the issue. The thing is, Paul Andy, is, is that the old rules and laws were interpreted. You could have ten referees on duty in the top flight in the old first division. And this isn't sort of like granddad science going back to the, when the game was much better, because there have been huge improvements. Mm. Um but referees that had refereed at various steps during their career so they'd had to come through the ranks, that's another massive problem. Referees are getting punted up divisions very, very quickly if they've had two or three good games. Why? Because we've got a massive dearth of referees that goes all the way back to grassroots and abuse and not getting paid enough and facilities, etc., etc. That's a debate for another day. But in terms of referees, what they used to have was the ability to use their common sense and a little bit of leverage. Chelsea against Spurs, Villa against Birmingham, Liverpool against Everton, Manchester United against Manchester City. The referee would referee it because in the back of his mind is this is a derby game. Maybe a game between two teams whereby it's going to be they're both footballing sides and there isn't an an iota of aggression between them is that you can you can look at individuals and say, oh, well, that was a bit nasty because that was out of character. None of those things can be used anymore. Mm. And I think that we, we, when we did watch referees, we would go and we would come away from a game, whether you've commentated on it, played in it, watched it and said, he's got that wrong. But you know what? Over the course of the game, I didn't really notice him very much. I was, you know what? I was concentrating on the football. Mm, yeah. And I think that what we've started to do now because of VAR is that I believe that people will want to get into refereeing because you're equally as famous now as a, as a player oh. when the reality is the Champions League final between Chelsea and Manchester City a couple of two, three years ago now. The referee was amazing. Why? Because we barely said a word uh, for the whole game. Two teams that were playing a derby game in the, Europe's biggest club competition went hammer and tongues at each other. And the game was fantastic. Mm. But we never spoke about the referee because he used his common sense, something that's sadly lacking. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes,
1: good afternoon. Paul Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport Clips of the Week to Come, Todd Macklin, and lots more besides. But before all of that, a week of sport on TV. Lovely. Uh, Covered as always by King of Overnights, squad number nine, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin.
6: Good afternoon to you boys. You all right? Not too bad. Uh, you take on
1: Nottingham Forest this
2: weekend, don't you, West Ham?
6: We certainly do. I'm looking forward to a nil-nil draw, but
2: did you note last night Did did you note West Ham's double celebration last night? I don't think I've seen that before. Normally they they go back to the halfway line, they celebrate the goal, then VAR takes a long look at it and they're back on the halfway line and they just kick off. But VAR gave it and then West Ham went and celebrated. The the full celebration. The full celebration again. I've not seen that before.
6: Yeah. yeah, well we do not score many goals so really
2: uh,
6: <laughs> you know would to make the most of it. Yeah, fair enough. Um I mean it wasn't a great match but um yeah I think uh, I think basically uh, we were we were taunting the um, the away fans.
2: Yeah because they gave you a bit yeah. of stick they in the first lane, didn't did they? I, I, yeah. I don't get Gareth's blind spot with him. Yeah. But there we yeah. go it's another it is
6: hard, isn't it? Yeah, right, yeah there you go.
2: Um So uh, Louis Theroux
1: interviews, Anthony Joshua was the first one. I'm yet to see this as well, Mm. uh, Martin, so talk us
6: through it. Well, quite entertaining. I think the thing with uh, Louis Theroux, it's uh, it's, um, a sort of... It's it's a victory of style over substance, really. There's nothing you're not going to learn very much, but he is he is an entertaining turn. I mean, it's the same. He does the same thing every time, doesn't really. The thing about boxing is boxing is all about talking, isn't it? I mean, more than any other sport, Mm. you know, they talk up fights, etc., etc. And it's is this going to fight? I mean, I heard you yesterday with Johnny Nelson very funny story about the cabbie by the way driving him in
2: yeah but
6: um <laughs> yes i heard you yes with johnny nelson it's all about is this fight going to take place is that fight going to take place um you know we heard the tyson Furet, his back legs gone when he was against nagano etc etc so the talk goes on and on the style of uh, louis theroux is to i mean he spends a lot of time just sort of sitting there looking at his subject you've got the two of them on chairs there and um aj will say something and then um and then louis through will sort of stare at him <laughs> waiting for him to say something else and he doesn't we, we have the same he doesn't actually get a great deal out of despite the fact it's very entertaining to watch and i would yeah. recommend i recommend you to watch it he and doesn't he's quite a great...
1: a, i mean we've interviewed Andy joshua a couple of times and you know, you hear him on the station he's, he's often got a lot to say he's not someone yeah. you have to drag a conversation out of
6: Absolutely not, you know, and we see him at, uh, in fact, there's a little clip of him being interviewed by Gareth A. Davis Mm. uh, at the, uh, I think it was the Franklin, yeah, it was the Franklin fight, just, you know, the build up to the Franklin fight. Sure. Uh, and um, Luther says it was my first experience of the uh, jamboree of pre-publicity for a big boxing event. Yeah, well, I thought, yeah. you know, maybe you'd done a bit of research first. <laughs> you know, it happens every boxing event. It's a jamboree, etc., mm. uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And the fight in, in some, you know, obviously the Franklin fight wasn't much of a. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't a fight that everybody was anticipating. But yet the, uh, you know the. the 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 boxing journals, if you like, um, were doing the full thing, and Eddie Hearn was uh, was plugging it as you would expect him uh, to. Uh, and uh, Louis through is sort of looking at this, which he, you know, which is which is a BBC One program; it won't be uh, particularly appealing to a, a in the know boxing audience. You know, it's a it's a general audience that's appealing to. So he sort of um, go. He's that thing of Louis Theroux being the innocent, mm. you know, he doesn't realise what it's all about. You know, he's done all these American cults and, mm. you know, he'll go off into the forest and say, why why exactly do you do this? Yeah. And then just look mm. at them. And, these are off the uh, back really, so- of the
1: celebrity lockdown interviews he did, which mm. were, were, you know, were not like that. Really. They were just conversations, which you probably heard, yeah. which were just, you know, audio things. So it's, this yes. is like kind of an extension of that, a bit of a reinvention of, of what he does. There's no more and, cults left to talk about again.
6: No, not really. I mean, uh, Joshua. Uh, Joshua comes over very well. You know, as you say, he's uh, he's a great talker. He's not reluctant to uh, to talk about his career, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, doesn't want to talk about the uh, about the fight uh, against uh, Louis Riaz. You know, every, everything else. He's quite um, he is quite happy to talk about Andy Ruiz. You mean? As, who did I say? Louis Rias. <laughs> who I think is a, is
1: a Bottonova star.
6: Yes, he is. He's very good. Um, yeah, I was uh, channeling uh, Alan Brazil. Yeah, was yes, to Alan too long. Then. Let's have a chat now with Louis Rios.
1: Louis Marley
6: <laughs> Yeah, Andy Ruiz the, the, yeah, that He yeah, doesn't yeah. want to talk about that yeah. uh, um, okay. that much. But uh, you know, it's, it's certainly interesting. Is it? They take Joshua as they do with these things. They take Joshua back to uh, what. To his, um, you know, to his roots and all that, and you hear from his 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 family, uh, and uh, you know. where does where does AJ go from here? Is a big, I mean, I, I'm not a boxing expert myself, wow. but I suppose... Wilder. Um, the
1: Wilder fight is the one they're all talking what, about, which will, one, be, yeah. which will be exciting. Yeah, that'd be, that'd a, be a, but a big, fight. high-profile that fight like that for him would be good if they can get yeah. to make that happen. But yeah, boxing, politics and all, and all that. Uh, European football on TNT, Martin, you've been watching.
6: Yes, I'm, I just want to... Uh, I watched most of the matches this week. Mm. Uh, Robbie Savage was the, um, the co-coms on the... Um, on the Manchester United's match in Copenhagen. Yes. And he, he, do you know why he says the football club? All well, you know it's football. And he <laughs> says, if you're bringing big play, if you're bringing new players to the football club, they've got to be better than the players that are already at the football club, yeah. or at least as good as the players are at the football club. We know it's a football club. But uh, no, no a lot of people to. might think it isn't. <laughs> yes.
4: Well, yes, there is that with
6: Manchester United though. at the moment. <laughs> um but yeah i thought having uh, having <laughs> sort of monstered G- Jermaine Jennings a wee bit last week uh, it's about time uh, Robbie got his um, <laughs> but I do you know the, 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 obviously co is quite difficult to come up with with something different or something new I quite like um, Darrell Fletcher working with Lucy Ward I think yeah. they work quite well yeah, yeah. They, I think they were doing the Arsenal match there was hmm. a big debate about whether Declan should be used as a number 6 or a number 8 I <laughs> think use him in Europe more as a number 8 and Ooh. the Premier League more as a number Ooh, 6 great, um, he's but, dead you know, to
1: you though Martin now isn't so you don't really care How they use you know him what? I mean he said that thing It cuts you at the quick, When a player Your player goes And he yes. said the other day We are Arsenal We don't lose Three yeah, games game. in a row And it must I was thinking If you're a West Ham <laughs> fan I know he's gone But that, that feels quite yeah, final Doesn't it, isn't it?
6: It does a wee bit, but yeah. I to get over that, I think. Good, good, good.
1: Honest. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We smuggled wine into the lounge uh, on the Farm Festival in Canterbury in children's fruit shoot plastic bottles, which worked well. However, after the festival, we emptied our cool bags and still had some bottles left. We put them on the side, home in a drunken state. The following week, my wife asked our eight-year-old son to get a fruit shoot bottle for his lunch. No. Despite it despite having been <laughs> washed out, he did come home and say... Mum, I didn't like the flavour of my fruit shoot today. (laughs) He got a bit of residue. That's bad. That's so bad.
4: Yeah, The fight uh,
1: with the teacher. (laughs) Friends of mine who moved to Johannesburg many years ago, says uh, Gabby, the Charlton fan, um, found the booze ban at cricket matches a step too far. He used to take as much much out of a watermelon as possible and fill it up with vodka. Apparently, so did many others. Thank you very much for that, Gabby. Um, anyway, Andy, have we got anything else you want to talk about?
2: Uh, I've got a letter from Peter Toole. Oh, well, to that's Durham. important. Yeah. <laughs> Not O Yes. He says, yeah, I'm fascinated well, that's, by that's these it. people. He's, who... he's, like, he's an O.
1: He's an O, <laughs> o from being
2: really famous, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? he? Is.
1: Peter Toole.
2: Yeah. Okay. If the BBC have sacked Carol Vorderman for being outspoken towards the government, then surely Mr Gary Lineker has to go as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm fascinated by this. He's the bet noir of the, the tabloid writers who yes. write people who write things. Does this place sit at home with a Lineker dop? just throwing things at
1: I didn't know you could buy those. I've
2: got one, actually, but I yeah. only use the soft tips.
1: I think Tommy Kettering may be a, a Chelsea fan. If you were listening earlier on, Andy oh, yeah. went to war with a talk sport. He's very, always very welcoming to the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Ed, the Leeds fan, made the massive mistake <laughs> well, of saying fault. he hates Chelsea, but yeah. he's a Leeds fan. There is an, an enmity between yeah, but you, you know, both.
2: He could have had respect. I wouldn't have said to him, I hate Leeds to his face. No, okay. It was disrespectful. I oh, okay. <laughs>
1: he's big <laughs> off disrespect I am. being ex mafia, Andy. <laughs> yeah. You should have asked Ed, the Leeds fan, I mean, if he was working for VAR, given the length of time he took to give three scores. Oh, hi, I. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> yeah. they're turning on it. You see, you've made them turn on each other now, the <laughs> That's listeners. That's good, is it? <laughs> Being a, a year six teacher, Key Stage 2 sets results day, always a bit nervy. One year when mm. we got our best results, myself and the deputy head celebrated in the staff room with a beer. Then used a coffee flask when heading back to class to finish off the drink before continuing at the end of the day. Blimey. I suppose if you do it with a head's good grace, you can probably get yeah, away with it. Probably. Uh, I like this one, Mark from the borough. As a young 18-year-old, mm. I tried to smuggle a miniature bottle of whiskey hidden down my underpants into uh, the Hawthorns to watch my beloved baggies. Mm. Just before entering the ground, it rolled down my trouser leg into the feet of a policeman. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, beautiful. Mark, thank you, <laughs> you very much for all of those this afternoon. Uh, a member of our running team, mm. uh, um, running club, sorry, loves ultramarathons and often sneaks in a hip flask. Says uh, Dan mm. from the Blackburn Road Runners. We also asked you for French cricket as Andy, didn't we today? We did. And we just t- one of the best ones we didn't get round to was uh, John, who said Glen Foie Gras, as in Glen <laughs> McGraw. <laughs> McGraw.
2: That's clever.
1: It does take some doing. We had uh, Citroni Arani, says Jakey, in uh, this is because there was a story about the world of French cricket. Moeen, uh, the Moeen Elisa, that's quite good. You like yeah, that one, yeah, Andy? I do like it wasn't that wasn't too yeah. bad. And uh, I think we've exhausted them. Rodney Marsh says, Jeffrey boy, Cote d'Azur.
2: <laughs> and that, I believe, <laughs> is where rubbish. where we will leave it. Can I wish Anthony Taylor all the best for the match on Sunday? Yeah, try and get him a, on side. What a marvellous appointment that's been, hasn't it? Hasn't He's he? had some difficult times at yeah. Chelsea in the past. He's had some difficult he? times at Chelsea. He's had some difficult times in the Championship last week. So why not give him the most high-profile game of the weekend? Yeah. I mean, probably going to be OK, because I'm not sure we'll get too near them. Really. But even so, you know, it's, it's a, he's putting him on offer, I think. You're going I to the game, are you? I am, yeah. yeah. Um, Travelling in hope rather than expectation, but who knows.
1: Well, enjoy it. Indeed, if you're going to a game this weekend, talk sport listeners enjoy it. Our guests next week include the great Des Lynham. Oh, wow. Tremendous. And Bruce Jones, a.k.a. Les Battersby from Corrie, who has become a wrestler. Lovely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll reconvene on Monday, as always, with uh, Danny Kelly, pour over the weekend's football. All the business gets done. No Monday night football this week because it's International Week. Oh, yeah, it's true. Isn't, isn't it? it? So uh, we'll have 10 games to look at with Danny and Andy Brussel around Europe before the International Week. You won't break. be getting a rant from me if Chelsea lose. No, I mean, you don't <laughs> expect to beat City. Anything's a bonus against City, <laughs> yes. isn't it, really? So, do hope you can join us then. Until then, have a great weekend. If you can't, the podcast, as always, will be available at around four o'clock. Thanks for listening.
5: You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 PM on Talk Sport.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery, soft Italian leather bags, and so much more